Chapter 19, Mina Izuku Midoriya doesn't believe in second thoughts. Well, it's natural to have second thoughts. It's human nature. To rephrase, Izuku Midoriya doesn't have second thoughts about the life he is currently living. He never once doubted or regretted the day he swallowed All Might's hair. He didn't regret saving Bakugu from that slime monster, even if it egged on Bakugu's vendetta for him. He didn't regret coming to the U.A, for he met so many allies and friends there. He met Ochako. Ochako. He could remember the day like yesterday, walking into the U.A, tripping, and suddenly he's not on the floor. He's frozen in midair when a girl comes into the frame. The rest was history, stuttering when she was near, having each other's backs, the small glances. He can admit now something was always between them now. The little glances and smiles they shared. Casually, the small things grew to be larger, to where they are now. She was always there. She's even there, right in front of him, calling his name. Deku? She whispered. Her voice was faint, but still there despite the weather around them. He flinched. His mind drifted back to reality. Achiko was in front of him, in the rain. Her hair was in an updo by some hair tie he bought her. She dressed in her rain gear. She held an umbrella that covered both of them from the downpour. Even in the mundane gloomy rain, she glowed. Izuku found it beautiful. Why ye? He stammered. It's been weeks into this relationship. Why was he still stammering? This pit of nervousness that didn't seem to let up always came around when Achiko was there. You all right? You kinda spaced out for a second, she tilted her head to the side to study the boy. Yeah, yeah, he nodded. Let's get inside. It's pouring out here. Achiko nodded, and they ran back to the dorms. They were coming back from a date. A small one, just to a cafe beside the school. For some reason. Achiko seemed to love it. She'd always go on about the memories she had there. It held a lot of sentimental value to her. Then she would blush and mutter something about making new ones with Midoriya. The pair would travel back to the dorms, she would kiss him goodnight, and that was that. Their cafe dates followed a similar structure. Izuku didn't mind. He was happy enough to bask in Achiko's presence and truly call her his. It felt like a dream almost that he had someone who loved and cared for him so strongly besides his mother. Someone who believed in him, someone who strived to be like him, it's not something he could accept. But then Achiko would come twirling in front of him, finding pleasure in something random and gushing about it to him, and his worries would float away. He walked her up to her room, or as far as she would let him go. She didn't want to cause controversy or rumors or anything like that. Izuku understood though he knew his classmates wouldn't take it the wrong way. Once at her door, she turned around to face her boyfriend. Her lips brushed his cheek briefly before pulling away. He smiled and bid her good night. He made his way downstairs to grab a snack when he saw a familiar girl. A bonnet on her head, 
the scent of bubblegum, the sound of light giggling, it had to be Mina. She was in the fridge, probably fishing around for a snack as well. She saw the freckled teen when she finished grabbing what she wanted. She waved, smiled that million-dollar smile, and bid him good night. Izuku stood there dumbfounded and unable to move. For the strangest reason, his eyes started to water. Midoriya lay in his bed that night, wondering if he had any regrets. About an hour ago, he would have said no. There was nothing sorrowful tugging on his heartstrings, nothing painful to think back on. He had a loving girlfriend, a quirk, and friends he could trust with his life. Still, he concluded he had one regret. It was something that made him twist around in bed every so often, something that made Azuka get into a funk. He regretted leaving Mina. Not trying to salvage the friendship he had, rushing into a relationship, allowing them to drift apart, he hated all of it. Studying wasn't the same as walking to school, running in the hallways, awkward calls. It's all gone, and Midori is not sure how to get it back. He wasn't too sure how to take the news at first. One of his best friends was pouring their undying love for him on the spot, and he felt nothing. He hated it, he hated seeing Mina cry, hated making her feel this way, hated knowing he unknowingly caused her pain for the past few weeks. It was anger, anger at the way things turned out, and also a bitter resentment when he accepted that was the way things were going to be. Izuku didn't know that would be the last hug they would share. If he knew, he would do anything to change it. He texted her Merry Christmas. He debated whether he should. He didn't exactly understand the concept of giving space when he thought about it. How much was too much for her? How much of him triggered her feelings for her? How long would this take? When would things go back to normal? She sent a Merry Christmas back, so he assumed things were good. Break finished quickly. Before Izuku knew it, it was moving in a day. He stopped to talk with Ochako when he saw Mina. There was a way about the way she carried herself that felt reassuring. She seemed more at ease, more relaxed. Things seemed to be going well for her. He smiled, and Mina smiled back. Something about her grin triggered something within him. A calm panic, an epiphany, a realization. An unwarranted one, to be specific. It wasn't a pleasant feeling, so Izuku did the best thing. He asked Achiko out. He didn't mean to, at least not yet. He liked Ochako. More than he wanted to admit, he didn't mean to take things so quickly. However, it eased the tightness in his chest, so he made peace with it. Achiko gasped at the sudden confession and ended up running away. She texted him later to meet him at the cafe. It was a date. He spent the first hour talking to himself in his room about how he would go about the date. Then he realized he didn't have much time left, so he hopped in the shower, washed his hair, and began to style it. Miraculously, Mina showed up at his door. The tightness in his chest made itself present again. She was there to deliver the hoodie back. He'd almost forgotten about it, truthfully. It might have been better for Mina to leave. He didn't want to accept it, though. 
He begged her to stay, he didn't expect it to work, but she did. She gave him tips on his hair, even giving up and helping him herself. They laughed and joked a bit, and things were easy. The uneasy feeling in Izuku's chest was gone, replaced by a warm fuzzy one. At the cafe, they both came clean. Achiko admitted her feelings for Izuku first, and then Izuku. The night filled up with laughs, giggles, blushes, and more. He walked her to her dorm, bid her good night, and crashed in his. Perhaps, that's where the routine originated. His interactions with Mina decreased. He didn't pretend like things were the same. He couldn't. That warm fuzzy feeling was dying out and replaced with a heavy feeling on his chest whenever he saw the horned girl. Are you sure you're all right, Midoriya? Suyu yawned. Suyu, Achiko, and Ida were eating with Midoriya. Nothing was unusual except Izuku's sudden shift in mood. I'm not sure what you mean, he huffed, taking a bite of his sandwich. Soya looked around and motioned to Ida, who cleared his throat. Recently, Midoriya, Ida started. We noticed that you don't seem like yourself lately. Suyu nodded. You keep staring off into space, and the bags under your eyes seem to show up more often. Are you getting enough sleep? Yes, he yawned. He wasn't. He found an old notebook, one Kakan hadn't touched, and started scribbling. Mostly about ways to live this heavy feeling off of his chest. Whatever it is, you can tell us. We're here to help you, Midoriya. Achiko shook her fists in encouragement, and Deku couldn't help but grin. Looking around, Izuku smiled to himself, realizing he had great friends. Everyone in 1A always tried to look out for one another, but his friends had his back the most. A feeling of gratefulness swelled inside of him. He wished it stayed. What replaced a calming thankfulness was guilt. It sank low in Izuku's stomach and tormented him from the inside. Was it so bad to be hyperfixated on Mina? For a girl, he didn't care about too much a few months ago. The idea and memories of her swerved his mind taunting him about his loss. He had to get her back. I'm fine, he managed. Just stressed about practical exams, that's all, he lied. A small part of him was worried about practical exams. Noon knew what to expect. Last time, when they had practical exams, they were underprepared. The class had chosen to believe the rumor that they were fighting robots when it turned out to be the complete opposite. They took a silent oath to take exams more seriously. The other part of him was thinking of ways to talk to Mina. Something, a spark, anything. He decided on the first option. It was easier. His efforts had not been in vain. Izuku and Mina were now on a greeting basis. After about a week of planning, Izuku managed to catch in by herself. He gave a small wave. She smiled back. He'd call out her name in the hallway, and she'd wave. On a good day, she'd say, Hey, Midoriya. Not Izuku. It would be weird to call him by his first name after barely interacting with him for weeks. Still, Izuku grasped at the straws he had. He allowed himself to shift his focus off Mina for a bit, 
now that they are speaking to each other. He was glad. He needed to focus on exams and fall back into his regular self. He didn't want his friends worrying over him. Falling back into the line of things was more difficult than he thought. His patience and social battery had decreased. He had stuff he wanted to say to his friends. He didn't want to seem distant all of a sudden. However, every time he tried to speak, the words in his throat were stuck. Izuku didn't mind. He liked this comfortable silence. So much, that he hung out with his friends less. Midoriya loved his friends. He would do anything for each one of them. Lately, when he did hang with his usual squad, it felt static. It was like the world was too loud and he wanted to get silent. At first, it was small, forgetting to text the group chat back, falling into complete ghosting in a way. He saw the messages. He saw people asking, where did Midori go? He didn't bother to say, right here, he could care less. He figured he should fall out of this phase soon, take it easy, and stop ignoring everyone but Achiko. The one for all users couldn't bring himself to do that. It had become a comfortable loneliness. Izuku, Achiko nudged his arm. His eyes fluttered awake to look at the rosy-cheeked brunette on top of him. The longer front pieces of her hair framed her head perfectly. They brushed against his face and tickled his cheeks. Achiko, he hummed. She leaned down to press a kiss to his cheek, and he dodged. She frowned and pushed herself off him. She had snuck Izuku into her dorm for English tutoring. Usually, she would go to a group study session with her friends. Lately, they have found themselves less productive. Ida agreed that it would be good to take a break from group study sessions. There were no complaints. She went to Izuku. She wanted to hang out more with her boyfriend since it's radiostatic on his end of the relationship. There was hope in her heart that she could fix him, change him. That's the fifth time this week you fell asleep while you're supposed to be tutoring me, she huffed. Even when we go somewhere else, you always manage to find a way to fall asleep. Are you getting enough rest? Her hands ran through his hair as she spoke. This isn't like you, Izuku. I know exams are difficult and all, but you gotta pull through. He faked a smile. He wanted to give a genuine one. The frown on Achiko's face did not let up. She hopped off her bed and started collecting her books. It was Izuku's time to frown. Where are you going? He propped himself up on his elbows. Look, I'm sorry for doing whatever I did. I've just felt exhausted lately. I'm not sure why. I know it doesn't excuse my actions and Dash Achiko set her books down and walked over to her boyfriend. Her hands gently cupped his face as she leaned in and kissed his lips. Taken by surprise, he scrambled to kiss the girl back. When she leaned away, she still frowned. It's not the same, she mumbled. The sparks aren't there, she hummed. Instinctively, Midoriya reached for her hand. Reluctantly, she pulled away. Are you sure you're all right, Izuku? She paused. I can feel it. You're not telling me something. 
I thought I should just give you space until you want to talk, but it's affecting our relationship. Whatever's happening, whatever you're thinking of, just know I'm always here, and I want to help and I love Dash. It's nothing, he spat. Just let it go. His words were colder than usual. Everything in the room seemed to annoy him, and for once, Izuku wished the world would shut up. He turned on his bed to rest again. He was determined to fulfill his wish with a long-needed rest. Maybe Achiko muttered something, probably something important. Izuku didn't hear, though. He fell asleep as soon as his head hit the pillow. Chapter 20, Spirit About a week later, Midoriya had received a letter from none other than everyone's favorite Pomeranian. He found it stuffed at the bottom of his gym locker. It crumbled, and he was about to throw it away until he saw the name. On the messy notebook paper was his hero name scribbled out and replaced with the word Midoriya. He flinched. It had to be Kakan's writing. Faint memories of his childhood friend flooded into his brain as he started to read. Deku, Midoriya I've been doing some thinking lately. About all might, about my future, about yours, and our past. Midoriya stopped reading. All Bakugu would do is go and rant about how they were never friends, or Deku is holding him back or the usual shit. Kakan could say it to his face. He did it every day. Why write a letter this time? Regardless, something in Midoriya urged him to keep reading. You can thank that annoying bitch of yours for all of this to come on suddenly. She tried cracking me the other day, trying to find out about me, about you. I told her to fuck off, and she did, but what she said to me stuck with me. I don't like to be weak. The feeling of someone taking pity for me is terrible. It's uncomfortable in a way. Yet all through our childhood, you kept extending your hand, trying to help me, when I didn't need your help. It angered me. It should have been the other way around. I should have been helping you because you were a quirkless freak. So I fought back. I pushed back, and you still stayed around. It didn't make sense, and even now, it doesn't make sense. Maybe that's why I keep pushing back. I'm not sure anymore. Your friend was right. I shouldn't take my feelings out on you, even if they're about you. It's not fair to you, and it's gone on long enough. I'm sorry. For everything, the bullying, the nicknames, the threats. I hope you can forgive me one day, and even if you can't, knowing you've read this letter will be enough for me. It probably means less and feels shitty that I'm telling you all of this in a letter. I would have cornered you at school, but it's harder to see you nowadays. I barely see you with your usual group, and you're always first to your room after school is over. You seem off. Regardless, I wanted to tell you somehow, so here is my apology. The letter didn't have a signature. It didn't have to have one, though. The random stains of sweat and the handwriting told Midoriya everything he needed to know. He read the letter a couple more times, trying to process what dropped onto him. Kakan was sorry? Who was this mysterious person that gave his childhood friend a reality check? Hey, Midoriya, you coming? Hiroshima called from the doorway.
Midoriya quickly folded the paper and stuffed it into a pocket. Yeah, he jogged to catch up with Kirishima. The letter and his feelings on Bakuga could wait for later. Another week passed, practical exams were next week, and Achiko and Bakugu had begun a relationship. It was safe to assume that on that day, two weeks ago, the words Achiko had spoken were words of ending. He couldn't be mad. It was dumb for him to think that after two or so weeks of not talking with his girlfriend. No, ex-girlfriend now, that they were still together. The weirdest thing was that Midoriya didn't feel a thing. No resentment toward either of the pair. No feelings of longingness or sorrow towards Achiko. Not a single sliver of resentment for apologizing to Midoriya only to take his girlfriend a week later. There wasn't a single cell in his body that could seem to care. Achiko looked happier now. She held hands with Bakugu in the hallways, like he used to. She ate with him at his table with his friends, like he used to. Sometimes, if Midoriya found himself restless and studying downstairs, he would hear them coming back from sneaking out after a date. The smell of that one cafe filled the air. It wouldn't be too far-fetched to say Midoriya might have missed Ochako. It wasn't out of the question entirely. It wasn't unusual to have unresolved feelings towards your exes. Complicated feelings were simply a part of the process of moving on. It wasn't fun. The whole hang-up over his ex thing was tiring. Word leaked to the rest of the students. They offered their silent condolences to him in the hallway. Hell, even All Might and Mr. Aizawa pulled him aside and asked if anything was wrong. It would take more than a wave in the hallway or a quick whisper to shake Midoriya out of his funk. His friends could cut the crap and actually try something else. It was late one night and Midoriya decided to leave his room. He said the reason was fresh air. His thoughts were starting to prove to suffocate him since he couldn't get out of this depression. Achiko plagued his mind, whether he wanted her to or not. The soft smile she did before letting out a laugh, the pads on her fingers, and the way her hair framed her face perfectly, was mesmerizing. If he could just talk again, just say he's sorry, explain himself then. Izuku? A voice called from across the room. He flinched, then turned around to see who had called for him. A small part of him had wished it was Achiko. Still, he was stunned when he saw a horned girl staring back at him. His words were caught in his throat when it registered that Mina was standing in front of him. She wore a baggy t-shirt and some sweats. Her braids were out and her hair was pulled up, her horns peeked out nicely. Something about her glowed since the last time he looked at her, really looked at her. She tilted her head and her black scaras stared back at him. How long had it been since this happened, back in the first semester? Mina was crying to herself in the living room, Izuku couldn't sleep, and they stayed up together. Neither one knew what would unfold over the next few months. Neither knew that the events of that fateful night would unfold again. Hey, she said again. Are you all right, Izuku? Out of instinct, he took a step back. Um, yeah, he swallowed, looking around. You, um. W, what are you doing? 
both of his hands found each other and started to make random signs. His stuttering had returned, but he could care less about the temporary speech impairment. Mina frowned. I just came down for some food, she shrugged. That's not important, though. Are you sure you're okay? Come sit down with me. Before he could protest, Mina had grabbed his hand. Her hands were warm and soft as she dragged him to the couch. I don't care if it's against the rules or whatever. Something's wrong with you, Izuku, the grip on his hand tightened. I know we haven't been talking much, so it's weird for me to be the one to talk to you, she shifted uncomfortably on the sofa and cleared her throat. We're all worried about you. Everyone's noticed this shift in your behavior. I'm the only one with the balls to say it. Really though, what's wrong? His hand found his arm and rubbed it. I g get what you mean, he started. I, I don't feel like me and I, I haven't felt like me in a long l long time. Tears trickled down his cheeks and he wiped them off with his sleeve. It was a stereotypical response, but it was all he managed to let out. She hummed. Do you want to talk about it? The weight on his hand started to lessen, and he grabbed her hand again. No. He said it once after a sniffle. Mina raised her eyebrows. I, I am me no, not really. It sounded fine in his head, but once the words escaped, he couldn't help but sob a little. She nodded at the crying boy and simply scooted closer. Hesitantly, she wrapped her arms around Izuku in a tight embrace. He let his arms stay pinned to his side. He had no energy to hug back. It's okay. She whispered into the crook of his neck. Whatever you need, I'm here. She paused, trying to figure out what to say. I, I'll always try to be here for you like you were for me. She said quickly. It's the right thing to do. She pulled back and rested her hands on Izuku's shoulders. She took a good look at him, scanning for what he would say next. He did nothing but laugh, a genuine laugh, for the first time in a while, at Mina's attempts to try to cheer him up. The night before practical exams, he texted her everything. The letter, the breakup, the phase he was in, all led up to their reunion. On that night, they didn't do much but just lay there. He eventually fell asleep in the living room. Mina left pillows and a blanket to cover him. Everyone else figured he had passed out from studying too much. They were still awkward, not back to their usual friendship, but the conversation they shared was a start. A bridge. Practical exams were as easy as predicted. Nothing special, just a match with classmates, quirks allowed, inside Jim Gamma. His fight with Aoyama was simple enough. He didn't manage to break any bones. It was over before he knew it. The real trouble was Mina's fight. She had been paired with Todoroki. From the start, the match's fate had been determined. It was no secret that Todoroki would have obviously won. However, it wasn't the result of the fight that troubled young Midoriya. It was how it happened. He didn't speak much to Mina that day. He uttered some words of luck to her during her match. Todoroki was reluctant to use his ice this round since Mina could melt through it. 
she kept a safe distance from the half-and-half -half user, making sure his flames didn't touch her. Walls of ice emerged from the ground in front of her and covered her surroundings. It was like she was trapped inside of an igloo from the outside. Out of instinct, she secreted acid and sliced through with ease. It happened too quickly. Waiting in front of her was Todoroki himself. She moved forward. He reached his hand, and particles of ice formed around the side of her stomach before gathering in a concentrated spot. At once, her eyes widened while her hands found the place where a chunk of ice had impaled her. She stumbled back a bit and looked at the crowd. She searched and searched until she found who she was looking for. She smiled. Todoroki offered a hand out for her to grab. Before she could grasp it, she fell to the ground with a thump. Todoroki had won the fight. Mina laid unconscious on the ground, a growing pool of red was beneath her. And Midoriya wished Mina didn't hold his gaze before collapsing. Chapter 21 It Was Always You, Mina, Forever and Always He was frozen. He wasn't the only one, however. Everyone seemed to be when they saw what happened to the bubbly-horned girl of 1A. She fell to the ground instantly. What once was a small pool of blood grew by the minute. All this was happening, and Midoriya couldn't move from his seat. Time seemed to be moving so fast, along with everyone else. They left him in his seat in the stands, cowering in fear. The teachers swarmed the two on the field along with classmates. Mina was no longer on the field, likely whisked away by teachers. The same was for Todoroki. He didn't move until about fifteen minutes later. When All Might came to him, he did nothing but place a hand on Midoriya's shoulder and ruffled his hair. Midoriya stilled at the feeling of someone next to him but relaxed when he looked up to be his teacher. Let's be going, young Midoriya, All Might offered a smile with his hopeful spirit. Not knowing what else to do, he took his mentor's hand and walked away with him. At once, the blonde man broke the silence. She'll be all right, Midoriya. He hummed. She's stronger than you know. I know, he said defensively. I just wish I could have done something. The world was moving a mile a minute, and I couldn't get out of the chair. I haven't felt this useless in ages. I just wanted to do something dash. There is nothing you could have done, Midoriya. What happened was an accident. Noon is to blame. All might cut him off. They were almost to the hospital wing now. What you can do for Ms. Ishido is be there for her, he gestured to the door in front of them. Go for it. I dash he bit his lip. I can't. He muttered. Why is that, young Midoriya? When she finds out that everyone tried to help her and Todoroki, and how everyone was so panicked. When she finds out that all I did was sit there, I don't know if she'll want to see me. Young Midoriya dash. She would do something for me. So why couldn't I do something for her? If I can't even save someone I care about, how can I call myself a hero? That's enough, Midoriya, All Might said sternly. What you did is a natural response to a traumatic event. 
but it's never been like this. I've always been able to rush into combat and do something. But I just couldn't move, and I don't know why. You and I both know why this time was different, young Midoriya, All Might said softly. Maybe you can talk about it with young Ashido when you go to see her. He offered. If you'll excuse me, I have a board meeting to attend. We have to figure out what we're going to do about this incident. Let me come with you. He begged. I want to know what's going on. I owe it to my friends at least, Dash. No. The former pro said finally. He didn't mean to raise his voice, but Midoriya flinched anyway. Midoriya, I'm sorry, Dash. I'll just go, he cut in. I'll see you around. She was in the ICU for three days. She underwent minor surgery, but her recovery wasn't as smooth as planned. Mina didn't wake up for about five days after her surgery and stayed in the ICU. Even when she woke up, she wasn't digesting food properly. The wound damaged her digestive tract badly. The school's surgeons agreed it would take two months until she was normal again. They suggested more medicine, which kept her asleep for most of her recovery. When she was finally allowed visitors, her entire class rushed to see her. Well, everyone except Izuku. You should come with us, Deku, Siyu offered. His friends were all outside the door to the ICU. I'm sure Mina would want to see you more than anyone else. She gave half a smile to cheer her classmate up. She wouldn't want to see me, he said bitterly. Don't say that Dash Ida started. No. I'm right, he spat. When Mina finds out I did nothing to help her, that I was too scared to do anything, she won't want anything to do with me. Deku, so you frowned. Don't you think she would be more disappointed to find out that you didn't want to visit her? We won't tell her anything about you. We promised, Todoroki took the smaller boy's hand, Midoriya, if I can go in there, so can you. Maybe, just not today. Izuku let his hand fall. It's all too much, too fast. He started to run away, but this time, his friends let him. Todoroki took to her bedside. He muttered silent prayers while she lay still. Quick mutters of I'm sorry, and I'll fix this were heard. His prayers fell on deaf ears. She was asleep the entire time he visited. Her homeroom class took their turns visiting the girl, leaving gifts, weeping, etc. They all filled out rather quickly. Izuku was not in this bunch. Only Ida, Achiko, Suyu, and Hagakure probably remained in the room. Aizawa was there moments before. He cast a sad gaze upon the sleeping girl before muttering some words to Todoroki. He left, and Todoroki followed soon after. Midoriya stumbled in later than the rest. Everyone lifted their heads and smiled. Glad to see you here, Ada waved. Midoriya waved back and took his place by her bedside. She seemed to be in a deep sleep on the cot. Nothing about her seemed alive but the rise and fall of her chest and the sound of soft breathing. Out cold and all, Mina still had a grin on her lips. Her skin was a lighter pink and she looked thin. 
gently, his hand brushed over hers. I'm sorry, he mouthed. No answer. I'm just glad she's all right, Tsuyu broke the silence. She moved over to her sleeping friend and smiled. Even through all this, she's smiling. Ashido is something, Ida commented. She gave us all a scare. That she did, Achiko sighed. Since Midoriya came into the room, she stole small glances at the green-haired boy. He pretended not to notice. I know it was an accident, but Dash her fingers traced the footboard of the medical bed. Todoroki already said it was an accident. He didn't mean to hurt Ashido. Believe what he says, Yurarika. There was a bite in Ida's voice. He's already stressed enough with the school board, his father, and the media. She nodded slowly and went back to gazing at her friend. Midoriya finally made his way up to the bed around his former friends. I just want to say, I'm sorry, he said suddenly. For now, I've been the past few weeks. Mina would have wanted me to be honest and all, so here I am. Midoriya, she's not dead dash, Tsuyu started. I know, he sighed. Now is just a good time to get this off my chest. I wasn't, well. I should have said something or let you know how I felt instead of cutting you guys off. I'm sorry. He huffed. Suyu was the first to speak. It's all right, Midoriya. Everyone goes through a slump once in a while, Suyu shrugged. Next time, we'll try and help you through it. Ida nodded. Just know you can go to us for anything, okay? We would be terrible friends if you felt like you couldn't talk to us. I'm sorry if we ever made you feel that way, Tsuyu hummed. I don't deserve you guys, he sighed. Thank you. Now, don't say that. Mina wouldn't like it, Tsuyu teased. He let out a chuckle, they all did, and the air became lighter. Almost. Achiko kept quiet. Oh, um, he cleared his throat. I need to speak to Yurikaka, alone, if you guys will. They nodded and left, not before Tsuyu winked at Achiko. It was just them now. Achiko hadn't moved from her spot at the footrest of Mina's bed. Midoriya took Ida's former spot. I wanted to do this to give an apology just to you. You deserve it. It's the least I could do. He started. She nodded and crossed her arms. Go ahead. I'm sorry for being a shitty boyfriend to you. I'm sorry for not telling you what was going on with me. I shouldn't have lashed out at you, and I shouldn't have waited so long to explain myself, especially now that you've dashed he gestured to the floor. Yeah, she let out. Her eyes found the floor, and she scratched her arm awkwardly. I could see that you were hurting, she started. I liked you so much, so I wanted to do something. I wanted to be there for you, but I didn't know how, her voice started to break, and she wiped her eyes from any small tears. I feel dumb now knowing you just didn't want to tell me. Even crying, Achiko looked beautiful. The desire to hug her and tell her it would be alright grew stronger each second he looked at her, but it wasn't his place. He wasn't hers anymore, 
and while it still hurt being here, talking to her and telling the truth. Can you at least, she said between sniffles. Tell me what you were going through. Why couldn't I have helped you? I feel like you owe me that. He opened his mouth to speak, and Ochako shook her head. I just wanted to talk to you. I missed the old you so much, Midoriya. Her hands found the sides of her arms as she tried to save herself from her soft shaking. Things weren't the same anymore, and it scared me. I didn't feel wanted, and I shouldn't feel that way in a relationship, but you kept pushing me away. You shut me out. She started to wipe her tears away with the palms of her fists, waiting for an answer. Midoriya shifted awkwardly. For the first time, he was speechless. He took one look towards Mina, back at Ochako, and said. I'm sorry. She nodded as if she understood, but Midoriya doubted she did. He couldn't say, at least not now. Just tell me one day, okay? She said after clearing her throat. Her eyes were still puffy and red, but she seemed to calm down. Did Bakugu speak to you recently? Midoriya stilled at the sudden change in topics. Yeah, he said cautiously. Do you forgive him? She tilted her head to read her ex carefully. He was unreadable. I, he started. I don't know yet. I'm still trying to process everything. I haven't concluded. She nodded. All right then, I haven't decided if I forgive you either. What is all he could mutter? Achiko, you can't forgive me because I haven't sorted out my feelings for Kakan. That apology between him and I. I can and I will, she spat. Tears welled up in her eyes again, but she didn't wipe them. Suddenly, all feelings he had for his ex left. How could Yurarika get mad that he didn't want to open up? To make it even worse, why didn't she forgive him because of Kakan? Why the hell did he have to get into this? She stood there, crying, audibly wailing now. All Midoriya wanted to do was leave. He opted for staring at his shoes instead. Never mind, she sniffed. Forget what I said. All of this. All right then, Midoriya turned to leave. I still love you, she blurted out. I always will, Izuku. He turned around to look at his ex. The brunette's eyes were red, and her face puffy and wet from the crying. She shook a little. It's something she did when she cried. He couldn't find it in himself to say I love you back. All right then, he said softly. I'll see you around, Midoriya, she huffed, and with that, she left the hospital ward. He fell asleep in a chair next to Mina's bed. The nurses didn't bother to kick him out after the first night. When he woke up, a tuft of pink hair stared at him. He smiled. Mina. She looked around the room and frowned. Guess I've been out for a while, Mina huffed. She tugged on her hospital gown and yawned. It's been a few days, Midoriya gestured to a table in the room, all filled with gifts and get well soon cards. She almost lit up with glee. I can't wait to open them. She exclaimed. 
Do you think they'll let me out of my bed? She started to wiggle around the cot, almost leaving it. Wait. He called. You're still not healed yet. He gestured to her stomach, and on cue, she immediately winced and grabbed a side of it. Damn, Izuku, you were right, she let out a weak laugh and shuffled her hands together. Before I went out, Mina started. I was looking around the stands. Did you dash? I found you, he said at once. You found me, she echoed. I was kind of scared, and my vision was getting hazy, so I looked for you and dash. You froze me, he finished for her. Mina didn't catch on, for she tilted her head in question. I don't understand, she trailed off. I froze you? I was the one who had a chunk of ice in me, though. No, what I mean is, he cleared his throat. After seeing you, I couldn't move. I, I couldn't get up. I couldn't speak. All I could think about was what just unfolded in front of my eyes. I, he paused. I was scared, Mina. I was so scared you were gone I dash. Midori, she said at once. It's all right. I'm here. She gestured to herself. I know, I know, he sighed. I'm glad. I am. I don't ever want to feel that again. I was so scared I dash. And you won't. Mina interjected. It's perfectly normal to go through it, Izuku. It doesn't make you weaker. Though, if there's another time you feel that way, try and find me. I'll do my best to help you through it. I promise. She gave a reassuring smile to Midoriya. Now, enough of that. Sit up on the bed with me. She moved over and patted her hand on the space beside her. Hesitant at first, he climbed onto a spot next to her. The bed creaked with the added weight but became still. Is this even allowed? Does it even matter? Right, he huffed. That's when the realization hit him. How close he was to the pink-haired girl. The sides of their legs brushed ever so lightly against each other. It was. Nerve-wracking. We should probably talk, he said in a hurry. You know, about us. Us? She questioned. What about us? Mina wasn't dumb. She was brighter than she let on, so it puzzled Midoriya that she would play dumb. She knew what Midoriya wanted to discuss. Back during Christmas, things were weird. He started. Mina winced at the word Christmas but nodded. That was months ago, Dot. Her voice had become softer now, and you could hear her pain through her voice. It was shaky as if she was trying to hold something back. I'm only bringing things up because so much has changed in those months. Your feelings, my feelings, everything, Midoriya threw his hands up into the air. Do we still need those boundaries? Are those boundaries still a thing? He said cautiously. We could go back to how things were. Mina's lips pressed into a thin line. She opened her mouth to say something but didn't. Well, we're already so close. 
she bumped her leg against his. And we're back on a nickname basis. I'm not sure we've been using them, no? She gave her signature teasing smile. One that she only used to share with him. So? So? Did you visit me? Her voice got a little softer, and there was a light shade of purple in her cheeks. Half of me hoped you did. I didn't see any cards or gifts, so I thought dash. Every day, he interjected. What? Ever since I came to visit you, he took her hand. I slept in this chair. The nurses stopped trying to send me back after a while. Really? Really, he smiled. At first, I didn't think you would want to see me. What, he smile dropped. Why would I not want to see you? You're one of my best friends, Midori. He blushed at the nickname, but cleared his throat. I was just scared you wouldn't want to see me because of what happened during exams or what I didn't do, he said quickly. I know better now. Good, she huffed. I don't feel like trying to pull you out of that funk again. She let out a giggle and allowed herself to relax. They were still holding hands. Neither of them removed them. The next few months, slowly but surely, they began building up their friendship back to the heights it reached before the events of Christmas break. Mina even decided to tell Jairu all of what happened. Surprisingly enough, Jairu started bawling on the floor, saying she was sorry for not being there for Mina. I, I am so sorry, M. Mina, she bawled. I, I didn't K no, and I couldn't SC that you were suffering. It's all, all right, Jairu. Things are okay now. Mina sang. She kneeled down onto the floor and enveloped her friend into a hug. Thank you for caring, though. I feel awful. I hate that you didn't feel like you could talk to me, Jairu pulled herself out of the hug. Promise me that you'll talk to me about stuff like this, okay? Okay, Mina hugged the girl again. They ended up hugging it out. Midoriya's pep was back in his step. Being around his friends was easier. They made some good memories before the year came to a close. Well, most of the group. Todoroki always excused himself and said he had to study whenever Mina was around. He was the smartest kid in the class. His friends all knew he couldn't handle looking Mina in the eye again. They didn't understand why. Mina long forgave him in her mind. She wasn't the type to hold grudges for long. Todoroki wasn't the only disappearance from Deku's squad. Achiko barely hung around the group anymore. She was still a thick-ass thief with everyone individually. She just refused to hang out with her friends as a group. Suyu would always shoot a guilty look at Midoriya when Achiko turned down an invitation to hang out after school. He could do nothing but fidget awkwardly at her glare. It wasn't all too bad, at least to the brunette in question. Whenever the zero-gravity user wasn't with her friends, she was attached to the hip with Bakugu. The pairing was shocking to the classmates of 1A. The kind nature of Yurarika and the harsh attitude of Bakuga didn't seem to mix. Though, once you saw the pair in action, their opinions changed. 
It was something about the couple that seemed to put everyone at ease. The look Katsuki gave Ochako when she smiled. The way she was able to keep her lover calm. How protective she could be of her, how protective she could be of him. It's all mesmerizing to watch. They're the it couple of 1A, you could say. It wasn't like this for the rest of the school year. The passing glances of unresolved feelings Ochako and Midoriya would shoot at each other turned into conversations. Short ones, but still something. It's as if the fateful conversation in the hospital never happened. The barrier of tension between the two had melted. It was a fresh start of sorts. Before they knew it, she eased her way back into group hangouts. The looks from Tsuyu ceased. Although Achiko made her way back into the group, Todoroki showed no signs of coming back to group hangouts. Perhaps that's what led them to where they were now, sitting on the porch of the dorms on a breezy night in spring. The air was crisp and carried the group's banter perfectly. The whole gang, Suyu Ida, Achiko, and even Nina, were there hours earlier. Ida proposed the idea of going over the year's highlights, so they did. All that was tomorrow were school finals, and the summer would be theirs. They laughed about it at first the highs of their first year while silently mulling over their lows. They all bid good night, promising to see each other before exams. In all truth, Midoriya was going to leave when Mina left. There was no other reason for him to stay. A gut feeling kept him grounded on the steps next to his ex. The brunette shivered a bit and shuffled Bakugu's hoodie onto her. Midoriya didn't feel bothered for the first time that it was someone else taking care of her. Is something bothering you? He said at once. We got exams in the morning, you know. It's not ideal to be staying up late. I know, I know, she yawned. I could ask you the same thing. She stretched her arms up into the sky and let out another yawn. Do you think you could ever tell me? He flinched. She turned to meet his gaze. I'm sorry about the hospital room, by the way. It was really immature of me. She said. He nodded. Thanks. Do you think you could ever tell me? He flinched. She turned to meet his gaze. What we said in the hospital room? What you couldn't tell me when we were, you know. She fidgeted with his hands for Midoriya to understand. He understood. It's fine if you're not ready yet, she added quickly. I just thought that since things are better between us now, I might have a better shot at knowing. We also might be in different classes next year, fewer chances to ever know. I know what you're talking about, he started. How could he forget? He made her son because he wasn't ready to open up about it yet. You're very adamant about wanting to help me, Achiko. Even though we've both moved on, you still want to know, he rubbed the scar on his right hand. Why is that? She remained quiet as the wind hummed softly. You're right. I am over it, Achiko said softly. You seem to be too. All the more reason to say, don't you think? She gave a teasing smile in which Midoriya shook his head. Though, it's more of a curiosity now. You meant a lot to me then, and you still do. 
even if you've worked out your demons, I still want to know. Who knows? Maybe if you go through a slump next time, I can be the one to pull you out of it. That's what friends are for. She beamed brightly before humming to herself. I had an epiphany, he started. I realized that I lost my best friend, and I missed her a lot. I had known for a while. I was just scared of coming clean. Things were so good with you and my friends if I accepted that I missed Mina more than I missed you then Dash. You loved her, she said softly. Her hands folded neatly on her lap. You loved her so much that you were scared of what would happen if you admitted it. You were scared of everything falling apart. She finished for him. It was a little off-putting how accurately Ochako had been able to describe his feelings perfectly. Yeah, exactly, he huffed. You get it. She hummed in response. They were quiet for a moment before she started talking. Thinking about it now, I don't care that you love her, she shrugged. I guess I should come clean as well. He tilted his head in question before she cleared her throat. I liked both you and Katsuki when we dated, she let out. Although, I liked you more. I was scared of admitting it to myself too. I only realized when he confessed to me a few weeks back. I liked him, but I didn't want to lose what I already had. That's beside the point. She snapped out of her remorseful trance. Even if you came clean back in the hospital room, I wouldn't have cared that you liked Mina. I just wanted the old you back, and even if you didn't like me, I could put it aside. I still liked and cared for you, don't forget that." She gave his hand a quick squeeze. Yeah, me too. He mumbled under his breath. His feelings for his ex had faded, but since all the dirty laundry was airing out, now or never. Oh, she chuckled awkwardly. I guess we're more alike than we want to admit. Yeah, he sighed. We're both bad. She scrunched up her face at his comment. Kind of, but that's a debate for another day she yawned. I'm glad you told me this, Izuku. It means a lot that you can trust me now. She let out what might have been her fiftieth yawn for the night. I should get inside. It's pretty late now. Are you coming? She stood up and offered a hand. He took it. Yeah, I know this isn't goodbye, not yet, but treat Kakan good, alright? Only if you tell Mina how you feel, Izuku. She deserves to know. Don't make the mistake of losing her a second time. She chastised him. I won't. I swear it. You better, she playfully punched him in the shoulder before they headed inside. Exams were a breeze. Midoriya passed all of them, he was sure. He spoke to his teachers before leaving, and just like that, he finished his first year. It didn't hit him right away, though he was pretty sure finishing a year takes a while for it to set him. He was all this closer to becoming a hero. He owed it to everyone that got him to where he was today. One day, when he was strong enough, he could pay them all back by protecting them with a smile, just like All Might once did. Things were moving fast once again, but this time, it was okay. 
It wasn't abnormal for people to try and leave as quickly as possible on the last day of the school year. He took his All Might collection down weeks before, and his belongings were packed away nicely in a suitcase under his bed. It felt weird to leave. U.A had become a home to him. He'd miss seeing his classmates first thing in the morning, walking with them to class, eating meals together, staying up late, training, and the list goes on. This departure meant new memories. It made closing the door to his old dorm all the easier. There remained one thing unresolved on his list. His year wasn't over yet. Mina could care less about how she did on exams. The promise of summer vacation had thrown off her study habits. Finally, summer was here. She packed away weeks in advance so she wouldn't have to spend too much time on her campus grounds. A lot of her classmates were sentimental about closing this chapter in their lives. She didn't understand why, though. She could always go and see Kurashima or Jairu over the summer. It's not like they were graduating either. In her eyes, there was nothing to be sad over. He didn't know why, but he decided to wait. He could catch a later train. His mom could wait. What was on his mind was more important. He was running through the courtyard. He wasn't sure why, but the next thing he knew was that his feet were moving fast. He had to see Mina one last time. Midoriya had to tell her everything. Let her know before their year ends for good. There would be ample opportunities to tell him over the summer. After all, they're good now. It wouldn't be awkward to hang out with her, probably. Though knowing himself, he would say something dumb and get flustered the entire time. It had to be now. Mina stood her ground under a large cherry blossom tree at the entrance of the school. The petals feathering the tree fell gracefully all around her. She studied the tree, a hand on its large trunk, another touching a branch. Equals. He could describe it as a western movie, like the ones from his childhood when he couldn't sleep growing up. He ran to Mina, and with each step, Midoriya carried his heart in his hands. He yelled out to her, and she turned around with a perplexed look on her face. He was closer now, but not close enough to hear her. He swore he could make out with her by saying his nickname. That was enough. He felt one for all trickle through his legs as he ran. She was arm's length now. South close. Mina, he said out of breath. Midori? She questioned. Are you all right? You look out of breath. What happened? Why'd you run over here so quickly, Dash? I'm not losing you again, he smiled. His cheeks began to tint a shade of red. I'm in love with you. God, it felt so good to say it. Izuku, I Dash, she immediately turned a shade darker than her usual lilac. Her gaze found her shoes, as she couldn't look him in the face. You what? Mina Ashido, I'm in love with you. I think I have been for a long, long time. I didn't realize it until you were gone, and I'm so, so sorry, Mina. I'm sorry for being distant. I'm sorry for sending mixed signals, for hurting you for everything," the green-haired boy spat. 
Tears pricked her cheeks, and she didn't bother to wipe them. She crouched down gently to the grass to cry harder. Her hands covered her face nicely as she wept. Midoriya sat on the grass with her. One by one, he gently removed her hands from her face. He smiled and said, I love you, Mina. It was always you, forever and always. His palm gently framed the side of her face. He wiped a tear away, and she leaned into his hand. Can I? He asked. Softly. She nodded, and he pressed his lips against hers. There weren't sparks like the movies or anything special, but he felt so at ease. The kiss was wet from the tears, but he didn't care. Mina's lips were warm and soft and inviting. They were easy to get addicted to. That warm, fuzzy feeling seemed to fill inside of him once again. He pulled away only to see her laughing, which was good since she was no longer crying, but still amusing. He brushed some more tears from her face before asking, Mina, what's wrong? Oh, nothing, nothing, she smiled. I just wanted this for so long. I've never felt happier. She smiled into his lips once again, I love you, too, Midori.